everyone, and welcome back to Flyerside Chats. Thank you for tuning in to our fourth episode of the series as we continue to celebrate 20 years of FE excellence as it's our 20-year anniversary. Once again, my name is Sam McKenzie. I'm the Vice President of Operations. This time I'm joined by Abby Cataldi, the President of Art Street and The Chill. And this week we have two amazing guests for us uh, on the podcast. We have Lauren Zaleski and Jesse Blackburn, both of which were involved in some significant changes during their time in FE. They helped rebrand the company, helped with create FE Catering, Flyer Spirit, and everyone's favorite smoothie shop, The Chill. So Jesse and Lauren, thank you for joining us. Thank you. So I guess, first of all, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about your time at Dayton? What was your major, your graduation year, where you live, things that you did, things like that? All right, I'll, I'll kick <laughs> us off. Yeah, so um, let's see. I graduated from UD in 2009. I was in the business school, so double majored in marketing and leadership, which was just a fancy word for management. Um, and let's see, where did I live on campus? I started off in Marycrest in the penthouse, continued to the campus South penthouse as well. Mm -hmm. So that was a, a nice theme. We had a lot of fun. Um, my junior year, I was over on Woodland and then came back to 229 Key Favor senior year, which somehow was like the one house on campus without a porch or at least a good one. <laughs> and cool. fun, fa fun fact, she met her husband because- Oh, that's a good fun fact. Junior, <laughs> junior year. <laughs> that's true. Um, yes, he was part of my Flyer Enterprises journey, whether he wanted to be or not. And yeah, we met my end of my sophomore year. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. All, all those who were friends with us, roommates with us, dating us, were, were part of Epi, whether, like you said, whether they wanted to be or not. <laughs> My roommate still comes to our, like, annual reunion, and, and she never worked for Flyer Enterprises. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Similar to Lauren, I, I technically graduated in 2009 with my undergrad. Um, I was an accounting undergrad major, so I stayed for my fifth year to do my MBA, so according to the alumni office in 2009, but I technically left the university in 2010. Um, I was first year Marianist, so I really peaked there. Um, so it was the first year that Marianist dorms actually existed. So they were like brand new. Um, then I went to Marycrest on the unrenovated side. Um, so that was <laughs> a fall from grace. Um, then I was in the Kyo house my junior year because I was an officer um, and then off campus kind of across the street um, on Irving senior year and my fifth year. So I guess now to jump a little bit into FE, what exactly did both of your paths look like in Flyer Enterprises? Where were you originally hired? What positions did you hold? That kind of thing. Yeah, so I started at The Chill. Um, my freshman year was actually the, the very first opening of The Chill and the opening of the RecPlex. So that was brand new and very exciting. It was our second semester. Um, before the RecPlex, it was like literally a hotel gym on campus. There was a tiny little room with like four treadmills. <laughs> I can't believe it even existed. The, and you had to wait like four hours to get on a treadmill. Like it was just, like, sit in the hallway and wait. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Um, so there was lots of excitement around the, the RecPlex and um, we'll talk a little bit more about what the chill looks like at that time because thankfully it's very different today. <laughs> um, but I joined as an associate, um, I would say making smoothies, but no, it was serving ice cream in a gym. 
And that was kind of my first foray into Flyer Enterprises. I always knew that I wanted to join FE from like my first campus visit. Um, I you know, heard the CEO speak and was like, I want to be her. Um, so that was like a, a really cool goal for myself. Um, and then let's see, I became the manager of the chill my sophomore year and then had the opportunity to open Flyer Spirit. So that was incredible. I stayed on campus um, the summer going into my junior year and worked really closely with the bookstore management. Um, that was a joint venture for us. And I, I mean, incredible experience. We did everything from running a contest to choose the name of the store to <laughs> going down to the space in hard hats before it was even wow. built out. Um, I got to go to Orlando, Florida to the Camex um, trade show to do all of our initial buying, like the inventory really? buying. It was freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Hired a staff of 30. I mean, just had our hands in, in every single piece of that. So Flyer Spirit was my baby. Um, and that was just an amazing opportunity. And then uh, my senior year, I was CEO. So got to see kind of the, the whole shebang that way. Awesome. Jessie. Very cool. And I got to work with Jesse, which was the best part. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I got to, uh, what is it, apprentice under Lauren. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I started, I actually got hired as part of the LDP class. I don't know if you guys still do that. Oh yeah, LDP. Yeah, that was um, good. So basically, the CEO at the time would teach like a a credited class in the spring of each semester, and it was like thirty students, um, which is overwhelming to like teach a class of thirty students. Um, I think the I ended up teaching it my when I was CEO, and I think I ran through my material for the first day in like ten minutes, and I was like, okay, <laughs> see you next week. Um, but it's basically, it's, it's freshman students, most of whom are FE employees who are interested in FE. There's, you learn kind of just about FE in general, but then you also learn kind of just like very business basics. So we kind of talk through different topics. Um, and then there was a competition at the end about next FE venture. Um, and that's where a lot of our really good ideas came out. Like I think storage start, the idea first started in an LDP class, I think. LDP was leadership, leadership development program. Yes, it was awesome. I highly recommend bringing it back. Oh, um, yeah. I, I think Flyer Consulting does something similar. We've talked okay. about it recently. Yeah. Potentially bringing um, it back. But similar to Lauren, I heard the CEO at the time, Jenna LaFranchi, talk, I think, on a, a campus tour. And I was like, that sounds amazing. I want to do that. Um, so I joined this class hoping they would hire me. Um, cause I think they were fully staffed kind of when I first joined my freshman year or first came on campus. Um, I started at Stu's, um, on the Hill. Um, so had a ton of fun up there, had to hike that Stuart mm -hmm. Hill so many times. Um, but it was wonderful. Um, from there I went to art street and I was the finance manager there. So art street is very near and dear to my heart. Um, then from there I went to, we had a position called VP of accounting. So it was like our corporate role, um, that reported to the CFO. And then my, my fifth year I stayed on as CEO. Very cool. Uh, so I mentioned earlier, you guys were heavily involved in rebranding Effie. Um, if you guys could talk a little bit about that, if there were any other ideas initially, 
or if uh, the original idea was the final idea with rebranding everything. Have you guys, before we kick it off, have you guys seen the old logo that looks like an ice skate? Check the archives somewhere. There's yeah. got to be one. If not, we'll yeah. share it. That's kind of what kicked us all off is, I mean, to the best of their abilities, we had a, a good logo at the time, but you, you would see why we maybe thought we should refresh this. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically like the words Flyer Enterprise written in it, like appeared like an ice skate. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to see if I could find huh. it anywhere in my emails. You successfully hit it. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That means we were successful. Our rebranding, yeah. <laughs> but we really, you know, we kind of got the sense that there was there was not this um, holistic identity for FE businesses. It was we are this we are the chill first, we are the blend first, and then kind of after the fact we're FE. And we really wanted to change that because it's you know you're loyal to your division absolutely, but this whole experience is what really the package is. Um, and there's you know, there's tons of collaboration between sites. We wanted customers to know that the blend and art street were part of the same family. Um, so we really said, okay, can we take this opportunity to not only one redo our logo, but two, like just some basic branding efforts, like putting an FE sign at every single division that's visible. Um, you know, having the FE logo on different division, not merchandise, but you know, sales promotions and things like that. Um, just simple stuff that, you know, looking back, we just didn't really put a focus on very much. Yeah. And then from like the, the kind of tactical perspective of the logo itself, we actually ended up partnering with a design class. Um, it was like a graphic design class that we went to and sort of pitched this idea with the professor. And it became a, a pretty significant project and portfolio for the students in the class to design a logo. I think they like had the chance to interview us and really understand, you know, the goals that we had that Jesse just talked about, about creating more of a cohesive feel and representing Flyer Enterprises as a whole. So we spent some time with the students in the class they ended up um, creating multiple options individually and sort of presenting them to us. And then did we vote, Jesse? I think we had we, like a voting. Yeah, we had, I think our, our whole company, we had a voting process and I think we even sent it to alumni. Um, and it was really funny as you were talking more and I was like, I remember one person was interviewing us and they were like, you keep saying FE, you keep saying FE, like why don't we just make the logo FE instead of Flyer Enterprises? Hmm. And you were like, Oh, <laughs> good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Cause you know, we don't usually say flyer enterprises when we're talking to each other. Um, and so that was kind of a cool pivot where we were like, yeah, that, that could work. Um, they totally nailed it. And then it was the following year where some genius on the FE side changed the circle to the heart for FE love. I think that started oh, yeah. out as like yeah. one promotion during Valentine's Day or something. And, and now it's just a, a cultural piece, which I love. And I remember when we first created the, the logo, Lauren and I had one tweak so we can claim some F you know, <laughs> input. The F was like, it looks like a normal F. And then the E was next to it. We were like, could it just like, curve with the E and I mean to this day again I told you my nerd would come out here like it's one of the things I'm most proud of because I just see it and it just I feel like it it looks so good I feel like it does represent FE really well and it's just so versatile 
Oh yeah. I mean, even just a circle, I mean, that works for just about any sort of thing we're looking for, whether it's like a profile picture or yeah. I can't yeah. imagine just a regular <laughs> F either. That just sounds yeah. very off. <laughs> we're designers, Jesse. We know this. <laughs> I'm, I'm an accountant and finance, you know, professional by trade. So I don't get to be creative very often. <laughs> Love that. Now guys, don't tell us you're going through a rebranding. We'll stand the test of time. Yeah. <laughs> So you talked a lot about like the rebranding sparking a cohesive nature within the company. Were you able to see that after you kind of pushed the bringing everyone together? Like how, how did that work and what were you able to notice within the company? I feel like one of the things that we, we talked about a lot and did eventually see was even from a, an interviewing standpoint, hearing undergrad students not just say, I want to work at Art Street, I want to work at The Chill, but I want to work for FE, right? And it was a little bit more um, division agnostic, but more about being part of something bigger and seeing the opportunity. Um, and I think that's huge, right? Like each division does still have their own culture and that is so important and unique and we never want that to go away. But to also identify as an FE employee and you know have that be such an integral part of even the college experience is super powerful. And I do think that we've seen sort of a shift um, that we didn't have before. Oh yeah, and even commenting on that today, I mean, the application now, uh, you don't apply for a specific division. It's just you're applying for okay. FE. And it's cool because like you mentioned, every different division has its own culture. And it's just like, kind of figure out where they would fit based on their personality, their work ethic and things like that, just from the interview itself, which I think is That's really awesome. cool. That's great. Then it's evolved even more. I love that. <laughs> so I would love to talk a little bit about the chill. I was originally hired there September of my freshman year, and I've stayed ever since. It is just one of my favorite places ever. So you just want to talk a little bit about like how the chill came to be, what the creation process and like what it was like walking in for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. I mean, talk about logos. Um, when we first started the chill, you guys may have seen this logo it was literally like an ice cream swirl, right? Frozen yogurt swirl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because our one and only product was frozen yogurt. My, my sophomore year roommates to this day make fun of me about the frozen yogurt machine and how much trouble <laughs> it caused me um, and having <laughs> to go to GFS at 10 o'clock at night and get more filling, whatever. Um, so yeah, it was, that was basically our main product. And it was a joint venture with dining services and dining services really played a pretty heavy role in defining what it was going to be, what the menu was going to look like. Um, so it, it felt like by the time it got to us, we actually didn't have a whole lot of say. And so we were working sort of uphill um, because we said, why is there ice cream in a gym? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it seems like we should be having some more healthy options here. And it was really a fight for us. Um, so through the first and second semester that we were open, we actually kind of put a whole plan together to start proving to dining services that there was a market for smoothies. Hmm. And that meant um, buying blenders that were not commercial grade blenders, 
we literally had two blenders. <laughs> they were labeled, they had stickers on them that said margarita madness. But when they were at the chill, we used the frozen yogurt and we made smoothies with frozen fruit and really like proved out that that was a concept that could work. It still was not healthy because we were using frozen yogurt, but <laughs> it was at least something. Um, and so that's how it sort of evolved over the next really two years was kind of rebranding to a smoothie shop and starting to add in things like just a basic protein powder or two um, and and evolving that way. But yeah, it, it, it's a whole lot different now and it's how it should be <laughs> um, from when it started. Did you see a huge increase in sales like when you went from ice cream to smoothies? Because I don't know how many people like, did you get a lot of traction when you were an ice cream shop? I mean, yeah, it's still college students. So <laughs> people didn't really discriminate. <laughs> we did. We did. Um, but no, the, the smoothies, no surprise, were, were way, way better. And it was tough because as we were testing that out, we did find that we had really high demand for it. But like I said, we were using, you know, these two cheapo blenders. And so it was really hard to keep up. So we didn't have great process in place for consistent product and being able to crank those smoothies out quickly. So I remember just certain times where it would be really busy with intramural basketball. Um, it was stressful shifts because we would have lines of people who wanted smoothies and it was really difficult to crank those out just in the, um, you know, the operations that we had sort of hastily put together. Yeah. And I, I know I'm preaching to the choir with you too, because you're part of FE, but just from an alumni perspective, just like listening to what Lauren was talking through of things she was going through, like her freshman and sophomore year, like you guys have no idea how valuable this experience is. Like, yeah talking about justifying, you know, a totally different shift in product, having to think creatively about solutions. Like it's just awesome. And I feel like it, it, it makes me love Effie even more, the more I'm removed from it. I'm like, oh my, it is so cool. The things you guys get to do. And even, you know, the tough conversations with dining services about, Hey, we don't really think this is the right path. Like it's an awesome experience. It makes me happy to hear. <laughs> oh Yeah. I mean, even this year, well, I guess last year, um, we transitioned the galley, which used to be milkshakes and ice cream. Uh, interestingly enough, we transitioned away from that again, uh, but we changed it to the flyby um, in the hangar by the bowling alley into like bagels and donuts and things like that. Uh, but basically last year, uh, it was kind of a test year, figuring out different ideas. They did quesadillas for a little bit, basically just trying anything to see if it would work. Um, and I know the president over there, Trent Kingen, was constantly working to figure out like what was going to work and kind of working with dining services to figure that out. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's an experience you don't you don't really get anywhere else. I love to hear that. Jesse and I love the nod to uh, Rudy's flyby and the yeah. rename as well. That's that's awesome. But it's true. I'll just echo that. And honestly, Jesse and I have continued to have this conversation over the many years that we have been away from FE and UD, but the experience, it, it's true. You look back on it. And even as I say these stories out loud, I'm like, it is just incredible to be in that position, to get that real world experience. It's unparalleled. I wish it was on every single campus and we feel so lucky to have been a part of it. And I think 
really proud to see even how it has evolved and the work that you guys are doing. So let's shift maybe a little towards Effie Catering. What was your guys' role in that? So that one, I, Lauren, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it came around my CEO year was when it kind of mm-hmm. got some traction. So what we kind of identified is, again, to the theme of Effie can kind of identify a problem and see if we can create a solution around it. So we saw that the blend had separate catering events, you know, the blend express had separate catering events, art street had separate catering events. And it was just all very, um, it was hard on certain divisions. The product wasn't totally consistent. And we were like, should we centralize this? Could we make this, um, a standardized offering, put a team around it. So it's the same people working on this, have the same kind of management. Um, and that was really the goal. And then, um, kind of our goal was to get kind of ultimate rights to any event in the um, school business. So if they had an event there and they catered it, it had to be an FE catering. Um, so I think it, it worked for a couple of years, but the challenges there was it wasn't consistent, you know, revenue or demand. So staffing it was really hard. Um, and then just product ordering in general, like it's not like we could really hold an inventory there because mm. the, we could have nothing for two weeks and then we could have five events. And so um, I don't know exactly when it kind of fizzled out, but that was, you know, again, it was like a, let's try and see if this works and could we, you know, have it all coming out of Art Street instead and have all the coffee coming out of the blend and see if we could coordinate that to meet a need on campus. So you operated out of Art Street's kitchen, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, but there was like a dedicated Effie catering team. Mm-hmm. Oh, so was it a different staff completely? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I could see that being hard, just not knowing exactly <laughs> when you're going to yeah, be working day to day. And I wasn't, you know, deeply, deeply involved in it, but um, that was kind of the, the overarching goal of what we were trying to do. So I guess shifting gears again, um, what would you guys say was your favorite memory or tradition throughout your whole time <laughs> with Effie? Jesse, you go first. I Are you going to say what I'm going to say? Um Maybe I like had a really hard time narrowing this down. So <laughs> first off, I don't know if you guys still do this, but outgoing exec would always prank incoming exec. Um, oh <laughs> we had this dinky little office, which I think is like down the hall from the current at the office. It was basically two rooms. It's um, probably your supply closet now. Right. <laughs> there was like one room with one computer. And then there was another room with like a, a table in the middle and then like four computers around the four corners. And we'd have 20 people in there at a time. Like it was <laughs> just hilarious. Um, and so one of the ones was like, they wrapped the whole office in tinfoil. Um, ah. The next one, which was really painful to do that we did when we were leaving was put post-it notes all over the office. Oh my um, God. When we every, visited, every inch was covered. Every, every, every inch. inch. Gosh. And that is, was the most tedious process. Yeah. <laughs> we got there at like 7 p.m. I think we left at midnight and we were like, we just got to call it. We can't do it anymore. Oh. Um, but we also had a tradition of Taco Tuesdays, um, which doesn't sound that exciting, but we would, there was a Taco Bell down the street. And we used to see how much money we could spend. And it was like a collective goal of could we get like, <laughs> to $50 this week. Um, I mean, we'd order like seven things each and anybody walked by, you're like, you want in on Taco Tuesday? And I think the biggest thing, actually something that came to mind for me was on on like a Friday afternoon, um, our exec team found a discrepancy. We used to use Peachtree software and like reconcile to 
the accounting subledger. Um, and we found this whole discrepancy and it, it turned out to be nothing in the end, but it was kind of an all hands on deck moment. Like everybody dropped everything on the exec team came in, we ordered pizza and just like kept trying to work through it. And it was just, I mean, I walked away not being like, oh my gosh, I just worked till 12 PM on a Friday. And I was like, that was great. Like it was just, it was everyone's problem, even though it was mostly an accounting problem, you know, everyone was 110% in and they supportive. And so Again, it turned out to be nothing, but but it <laughs> well, was- we figured it out though. Yeah, right. We were like, we were doing forensic accounting, and we didn't even know what forensic yeah. accounting <laughs> was. Um, Jesse, this will always stick with me. I totally agree. I think it was like the night before a board thing or something, and we we had to figure it out. And yeah, we used to have these binders of all of the micros logs like the the ledgers basically i don't even know these terms <laughs> jesse you were the accounting person um but but i remember one of the things that we did to figure it out we had just gotten access as like beta users of tableau which tableau mm. is now this incredible bi software that you know enormous companies are using and we actually had a case study on their website because we were like one of the first users um, and I think that was like one way, cause you could visualize this data in ways that we never had been able to do before. And we figured out that, yeah, on like midnight at some point we had switched over systems. And so we were missing dollars or I don't remember exactly, but that was like such a turning point, I think for all of us of really digging into something and working together, um, and figuring it out. Yeah. Okay. My other memory though, was our management retreats. Okay. I, I I doubt you guys are able to do this yeah. anymore, but every year we would take the entire management team. So anybody that was a manager or above at, at any division. So it was probably what, 40 people, something like that. Um, and we rented a cabin in Hocking <laughs> Hills. I mean, we put like an agenda together. So we did some team building stuff. We did a little bit of strategy stuff um and but a lot it was, of bonding it was something it was, that people really looked forward to and I think yeah. like a big part of why we still are so close you know we get excited to, to still kind of reminisce and talk about stuff we've got a really awesome group um of, of friends that came out of that and it was cool just we we went through a lot together and we used to do Effie story time at retreats yeah um and so like Lauren, her year would like read, you know, like a couple pages of Epi history. And we'd talk about state student agencies and how that came about. And Deb Bickford, who I think is still on the board or maybe not, um, she's the best. Um, so it was just kind of cool. And it, I think that helped build the Epi branding that we were going for too. Not that that was our like ultimate goal in doing the story time, but it helped everybody have this common history and kind of know the basics of how we got to where we are. Yeah, I think that was really powerful. We did, we focused a lot on kind of gathering together history and putting timelines and talking to alumni. And I feel like I, I love what, what you guys are doing now and kind of bringing this all back together full circle. And we continue to see that, that there is a, a real desire from the alumni group to stay connected, to help the, the folks that are graduating now, honestly, to recruit great people. I <laughs> was saying yeah. to Carolyn, like the, the job that I'm in now, I need awesome entry-level talent. 
I need people who are smart and work hard and curious. Like I need SE graduates and <laughs> um, I want just a direct line to, to get them. So I think the more we can continue to build, you know, that community that continues well past graduation, it's super powerful. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Because from Lauren and I's perspective, we know the caliber of people that FE puts out. We know the experiences they have. I mean, it's just truly unparalleled. Um, I, you know, I, I live in St. Louis and then Dallas. So like not a lot of Dayton grads come to either of those, but I was, if I saw Effie on a resume, I wouldn't even read the rest of it. (laughs) (laughs) Where I, would you say Effie's greatest area of opportunity is like, where would you like to see us grow in the future? I was going to say, so Lauren and I texted about this yesterday (laughs) and jokingly, you know, if you can figure out how to make it in the real world, we're, (laughs) we're signing up. Um, but no, we, we often laugh. Like if Tony Blankmeyer, who I'm sure both of you guys know, if he started a business and needed people, I'd be like, sure, let's go. Um, so there's certain people that, you know, because of this community, I think, um, it's just really powerful. So, well, no, honestly, it's funny. I think that there's obviously so much, so many directions that you could go growing the business on campus and can, continuing to envision providing opportunities for more and more students, right? Um, I think that piece is even more important than the actual services that you're providing on the customer side. Um, So would I love to see, you know, every food and beverage that's on campus run by Effie? Heck yeah, of course. Um, But I actually think that the most opportunity is improving and expanding the alumni piece because again like we just see that there is so much incredible opportunity that's created during those four years on campus and the respect and understanding that we have well beyond graduation um i i want there to be even better ways for us to engage and hire each other and create opportunities in the real world with real salaries um, for people that have been through this incredible experience. So that's where I think that there's the most like real opportunity is thinking about how we strengthen the network and um, you know continue those opportunities well beyond the, the graduation point. Yeah. And I think that's probably the biggest piece that we're trying to at least sort of target starting this year. And and kudos to you for even thinking about that, because I think it's something that for, for me, looking back, it's much easier to see those opportunities, but when you're in it, you're so focused as you guys should be on, you know, the operations and the business itself. Um, So part of that is also like on us as alumni to engage and, and make these things happen which we're here for. Yeah, I think, you know, majority of alumni, if asked, we would jump at the opportunity for sure. One thing I was thinking of, you know, just in like thinking of on-campus potential or things like that, you know, something we saw with Effie, at least during our tenure, is our revenue was pretty much flat. Like you basically, I know this changed a little bit with the like accepting dining services dollars everywhere, but at some point you can only get so many dollars out of any student. So yes, the university is continuing to grow, but you're going to be kind of capped at the number of students that are on campus. So mm-hmm. 
and this is totally out of the box, but if there's additional parts of like the university, like parts of admissions or different services management that FE could get into, like it's, it's continued experience for us. It's good publicity for the university. Not that I want to take any jobs away from anybody, but I think there's, there's opportunity there of like, what else is something that the university deals with that we could get into or, and again, you have to be able to monetize it, but um, just finding those different avenues that aren't maybe a typical division. Like, I think that the storage one was awesome to think about of like, what's a totally different, um, you know, service we can provide to students that's needed. Um, so trying to think more of those like out of the box ideas. I was just trying to think of what other like jobs in the real world could we give exposure to? And I know a lot of people who work mm. in, at universities. So I'm like, could we do that? Could we? Um, so just something to think about. Oh yeah, I would I think, definitely bring FELDP back. I think that was awesome. I agree. That sounds cool. Yeah. I think that's definitely a, a good realm. Cause I mean, yeah, like you said, you can only kind of capture so much of the student market. So I guess Jesse, I guess you kind of touched on it now, but we've asked all of our guests in the past, um, if you could create any FE division with no limitations or restrictions or anything, what would you do? What were some of the other ideas? What did Mike Kaiser say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, well, he said um, electric cars. Um, so I don't know did. about the fees, feasibility of that one. He had like an ice cream truck or oh, like yeah. a food truck throughout oh, campus. Food trucks. That's fun. Yeah, food trucks. Oh, remember when there was the food truck, Jesse, that there we was needed? One. Yeah. The, the Monchon. Yeah. He was, our, like, <laughs> he was our nemesis. There was this guy who was like super entrepreneurial and like created his own food truck that had nothing to do with FE. Was he even a student? You don't even he go will. here. Yeah. <laughs> we like got in a, a stand. But he kept like yeah. taking Art Street like kind of business and then really? he'd be, like it's student run. And I'm like, we are student run. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's never enough hotels on campus. I feel like yeah. Effie could run a, run a hotel and it could be super cool. Airbnb out campus housing. Oh, Airbnb. Yeah. Oh. Um, That's you cool. would have a ton of alumni business if you did that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Or parents weekend. Yeah. Well, I don't parents don't want to sleep in yeah that's true your disgusting houses unless they're <laughs> but yeah if they're surrounding campus airbnbs that can yeah. be managed hmm. yeah take over oakwood homes yeah interesting <laughs> then you get into home maintenance management <laughs> ah, wow. there you go yeah, yeah that's a whole other room and like uh -huh. parents weekend alone will probably pay for the whole year I mean, the most obvious answer is alcohol delivery, if only. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we tried to propose that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, with meal plans, being able to use meal plans. <laughs> yeah. Get your white claw delivered. Yeah. Nice. I mean, there's market. Well, Jesse and Lauren, thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. And thank you everyone to li for listening to our fourth edition of Flyerside Chats as we continue our 20-year celebration of Flyer Enterprises. Once again, I'm Sam McKenzie, and I'm here with Abby Cataldi. Thank you guys for joining the podcast again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.